could have ran with that. Hello, and welcome back to another week of the Dismal Tide. We're here with Michael Johnson. Hello. Well, you see, what I was going to do is do the entire introduction, and then let you, you talk. It's poorly... The thing <laughs> The thing about it to me This is, is why I don't get paid for this shit. There's well, there's no I, I there, there's no formatting, you know. I'm not used to this in any specific sort of way. How do you like my radio voice, though? How do you like that? It's good. It's very sonorous. It's crisp. Yeah. You hear you hear that P? You hear any popping at the end of that P? You did I not. did on that one. Crisp. You did it. Yeah, I know. I can't not make a P uh, pop. It's so hard. P pop. Mike, I just wanted to dive right into it a, a bit. Martz is out. I'm glad we waited to record because I, uh... uh... No, keep it going. It's staying on. Keep it, I'll keep it up in the mix. You want higher? Okay. Yes. If you haven't heard, the A-A-F appears to be folding. The Alliance. And I got Sarah playing for you, so you can just let those emotions wash over you. And we should never forget that Mike wanted Mike Martz out, and he's getting his way. Pour some out for the Birmingham... What was the Birmingham team called? They were the Iron. I was going to say Iron, too. Pour some out. The Iron. For the San Diego can I name, fleet. Can I name all eight teams? Birmingham Iron. That's one. The San Diego Fleet. Arizona Hot Shots. Memphis Express. Orlando Apollos. San Antonio Commanders. Salt Lake City Stallions. The last one is hard. Would you like a city? No. From your reverie. I can't believe I forgot. Would you like a city? Just say it. Atlanta. Ah, the legends. The legends. Real shit name. And a league full of... Ch- Actually, San Diego Fleet is genuinely an okay name. Inspired uh, but- by their military history. They got boats there. Dude, seriously, the XFL's gonna last two weeks. It's gonna be dog shit. You know what? I, the AAF meant a lot to me, um, at least for two weeks, and ironically for five. And the uh, the XFL is just, uh, is just a steaming shit pile, and I want it uh, to just be sent straight to hell. You brought up a really good uh, point in the Discord when everybody was dunking on the XFL. Uh, that there's no politics allowed in the XFL. That's like one of their rules. No politics, except undying support for the troops doesn't count as politics. Under I, Yeah, under no circumstance can supporting the troops be questioned, but there's no politics. <laughs> Fuck off. I, I, I like the new direction of the show where Sarah McLaughlin's on and we just sit and really think about it. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. She's Uh, so goddamn uh, talented. uh, AAF, we hardly knew you. 
I watched May. I watched four AAF games. Always on mute because <laughs> I was doing something else. I. You know what? I at least had the one day that I got wildly drunk and the fleet had a walk-off field goal. The fleet. I was loving it that day. The one game I won. That was like I'm week, sorry. That was like week four. The one game I watched, I think, it was week three, and the fleet scored like four not offensive touchdowns. It was wild, and they won like 35-28 or something. No, I think that was the one with Same the. Same game. I think that they was definitely the walked the walk off, off yeah. field goal. I think I uh, I came home and uh, 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 I was doing something, maybe laundry. Sounds like something you Sounds fucking like something do. I do. And, uh, no, and that was then, a good game. And then they kicked a field goal and won, and it was cool. These are our these the, there uh, there you have it. One hundred percent of our AAF memories. I was think the same game. I think remembered. I think it was week four. There was a walk-off field goal. I was doing laundry. Why did the AAF fold so quickly? I really don't understand how this immediately went straight to shit. Um, especially considering that like MLS still isn't profitable for like, a lot of owners. Allegedly, was nobody involved in any of the teams? Like just ready to have oh. any sort of a loss well no they were owned sort of in the mls fashion where the league owns yeah, all was, the teams i but, believe but then there wasn't there like a 250 million dollar cash injection that came just a couple weeks ago yeah and, and then he gave it back but i didn't even know about that cash injection till today so i don't fucking know but but yeah he, he put 250 million in and i think he is saving 75 million by doing this I just don't under but million dollars here, million dollars there. After a while, that's some real fucking money you're talking about. Man. I know that it's expensive to pay for facilities and 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 all that, but two hundred and fifty million dollars feels like enough money to keep a a season going where everybody's only making eighty grand. I really don't have any answers. I can't wait for the eventual thirty for thirty. You tell me everything I need to know about Mart's out. It was uh, you and Kipo Man got this league undone. And they're like, these guys don't like Marts. He's the centerpiece of the whole goddamn thing. I, I refuse to take blame for taking down uh, the AAF by trying to uh, uh, take Mike Marts' legs out from under him, uh, which, by the way, he did himself. Is he going to? Yeah, I, Honestly, I was going to ask what Marts' next move is, but I could give a shit. Mike Martz's next move is to steal money from some other uh, team by being a dog shit coach. How dare you? Was Mike Singletary in the AAF? Yes, he was. He, he, was, was, he was a coach? I think he might have coached Memphis. And uh, Rick Neuheisel and Martz. Was Jim Tressel in there? I don't believe so. Okay. He must be still doing some, some something. I don't know. High level coaching. Trying. We gotta we gotta stop doing whole shows where we just try to remember stuff. <laughs> uh, instead of remembering stuff, it's funny uh, when it's set to Sarah McLaughlin. But we gotta uh, if we're if we're gonna do that, it's got to be set to music every time. I would like you. How did you feel? Mike went to his first strip club over the weekend. This is a big seminal moment for our young man. Mike is almost twenty three years old, and uh, he's finally twenty three gotten old. to a strip club. And uh, how would you like it? I'm thirty one years old. All right, so. Uh, as one of my core beliefs is that I will not pay anyone to pay attention to me. I have never heard it verbalized in that sort of way. I am in lockstep. So I, I, I get what's fun about it. 
if you can put to one side the extremely transactional nature of of the uh, of what's happening there, which I cannot, which which I cannot, can't. Uh, um, I I know that a lot of people are fine with that agreement, and uh, all the best to them, because you know what, they're having fun, and the women are getting paid, and it, everyone's a winner in that respect, but not for me, because. Um, all of uh, it, it preys on all my insecurities, which is that I'm talking to someone who doesn't actually like me. I don't care for the shakedown of it. So, uh, so what happened was we leave we leave a steakhouse. Now, I want to say before Mike really gets into this story is um, I've been to uh, a strip club probably five or six times, and this is the second time I've been to this strip strip club in consecutive bachelor parties with pretty much the same group of people. And it is, without doubt, the worst, smallest, shittiest strip club I have ever seen or been to by some margin. It looks as if it was built by a hobbyist on a budget. It, uh, the main room is about the size of, like, a medium-sized living room. Um, it's, it's roughly, like, it'd be like a, it's like a double-wide subway car. The main thing that I think is worth mentioning about this place is that it's only accessible through the back of a parking garage. Yeah, I, I'd rather not bring up the actual place, but like it's in Center City. It's in proper Center City, Philadelphia. It sounds like no, it sounds like a very fun, it sounds like a joke to say that it's not in a parking garage. It's attached to the back of a parking garage. The entrance is where like a bunch of Applebee's employees go to smoke. Yeah, they um behind the restaurant yeah, they, in an alley. They seem cool. Now, so we get there. I have I have no cash in my wallet. These things happen. Big problem. Strip club big problem there. Well, they've got an ATM as any any uh, any uh club worth its uh, salt should, I I would think, you know. It's important to make sure that your patrons have can have access to a steady flow of cash. No, I didn't notice this place, but usually the standard operating procedure in a strip club is they charge you like you get a bunch of twenties and you want to make them ones, they charge you ten percent. Like right there, they're making money hand over fist right there. Oh, this what a great scam! So we we walk in. It's a ten dollar. It's a ten dollar cover. My cover is paid for by my friend who ha- who does already have cash on him. I get inside. I don't know operating procedure in there, uh, uh, one way or the other. I don't know anything. I I, so I go in. I uh, I see that there's a like a six person line at the ATM. I'm just like, I'll oh, just I'm just gonna get a beer and then and sit down. And we'll circle back to this. I'm like I could just sit for a few minutes. It'll be fine. False. Um. Uh. I I get a Bud Light because I I don't really. I'd, I don't want to be there long, and I assume that that's what's cheapest. And I sit down, and within five minutes, uh, I am approached by a woman who says, "Hey, do you want to tip me for my stage set?" And I, one, I, I, I don't know. Again, not knowing the protocols, I didn't know that was a part of it. I didn't know that's a thing. <laughs> and I just say, like, "Oh yeah, I, 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 I'm, I haven't gotten any cash yet," because, which is true. No. I do have access to cash. It's just in the ATM right now. There was a line. I didn't think to explain that there was a line. 
I because I was I was immediately on the defensive, so I'm I'm already. Oh yeah, well you I I'm on my heels immediately. Honestly, when we were going there, I didn't know that the, we went to like a steak dinner and then we immediately went to the strip club after, which is not the way you want to go. You want to go already a little dinged up. You don't want to go to the strip club to get drunk. Yeah, you want to get there when you're fucked up. So I I get there, yeah, mostly sober, loaded with steak, and no cash on hand. So I'm sitting there, and she comes around, asks if I want to tip her. I give a too honest an answer, which is that I haven't gotten cash yet. And she says, well, we all come around and do this uh, after our stage sets, so if you don't have any money, you should get out of the fucking strip club. You should say fucking? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stri- do, are you surprised the stripper used uh, the toilet language? No, it's just a little ruder for somebody for somebody to say, like, I don't have cash yet. And, like, I, I honestly would have said, like, there's a long line at the ATM. Like, give me a minute. I, but like I, I don't well, want to be immediately again, cursed at. I was by the on. I, as I said, I was on my heels. I didn't have time to explain why this had happened. Right, right, right. I just because I, I really just all I really wanted was for her to not be talking to me. And this place, there was nowhere. Like they all, it was like we said, the size of a living room. So as soon as it's they're done, place. they genuinely like put their hand on everyone's shoulder and say, "Would you like to tip me for my stage dance?" But so that happens. I just I, I I look around, I sort of do some quick math on what it's worth to me to stay in this strip club, and I went to the bathroom, I finished my beer, and I said, I'm going to buy cigarettes, and I did, and I never went back in. <laughs> and then we went to the bar on the other side of the parking garage, and Miller High Life was $2.50, and I had a great time, except until uh, until I tried to... And until I actually tried to pay for everyone's first round there, confused our waitress. That was funny. And then ended you really up really cloated yourself in glory. And there. then ended up, uh, and then ended up paying for nothing, making me look broke twice. <laughs> you got yeah, you got uh, owned by a lawyer and a stripper. <laughs> uh, no, Mike, Mike, but everybody's did, like. But I did go had... to. A, I went to a bar and a strip club for a comp for like several hours and spent zero dollars at a bachelor party. Somehow, I weaseled my way into that situation. My experience at the strip club was a bit shorter and a little less embarrassing. I had some money on me, mostly twenties. So, like the first thing, one of the waitresses came over and asked if I wanted a drink, and I got changed. So I had a couple bucks. Um, but the first stripper, I've never had a stripper come up to me and say, "Would you like to tip for my stage dance?" Like I've never had that. Usually they like walk around a little bit, and maybe if you were like staring at them while they were dancing, they'll come up and like you know try and try and weasel some money out of you. But uh, I've never had a stripper come up after every dance and go like, "Would you like to tip me for my stage dance?" Because then you're put in a position where like you have to say yes or no. Um, well, the, I I think so I, I said, think it's heavily implied that saying no is an immediate problem, and right? Grounds for injection. which is why yeah, the, which is why you ask. Um, the same stripper who I think talked to you. Uh, asked me and and I was like, oh yeah, sure. And I only had a, like twenties and a five in my wallet. And I, I was in another fun situation where it's like, I don't like want to give you five bucks for this fucking dance. But like, then like, what's going? Like, can thinking, you make change? I was looking at my phone. Where it was just like, I was like, oh fuck, I only got a five. And I said that out loud. She's like, oh, I can make change. And I just, I was like, ah, just keep it. It's on. It's now like, it's, I it's, cannot have a stripper make change. Oh, strip clubs dire canceled. And and again, look for for the people who that's who that's for and who enjoy that. Uh, I'm glad they're having fun. I'm glad these people uh, and I'm glad these women are making money. Uh, not for me. You can find me on the other side of the parking garage, in the bar, 
crushing 250 high lifes, not paying for them. Crushing. All right. Verified media is first today. You can all run naked backwards to a field of dicks. Fuck the world, don't ask me for shit, that's worth a big. I dreamt we own the world, but I've broken up and it don't exist. Soak it in and need no assist. You can't slap a wrist, I don't owe you shit. Trust me, I'm a doctor, do operate, I'm a post more razor bitch. Get toe on the track like a ballerina. Ski mask and a Pontiac Catalina. It's obese female opera singer. You can run the jewels or lose your fingers. Me and LP got time to kill, got folks to kill, on overkill. He hanging out the window, I hold the wheels. One black, one white, we shoot the kill. That fuck boy life about to be repealed. That fuck boy shit about to be repaired. Fuck boy G hard, kill infidel. Stephen A. Smith it's thing, old. It, it does feel old. I do want to... Well, one, I, I hadn't actually seen that the turkey that crashed through his window lived. Um, What we know about this is that... Well, Stephen A. made the video... Hold on, hold on. We're going to talk about it then. We have Adam Schefter tweeting, Breaking news, a turkey vulture has crashed through the window of Stephen A. Smith's office at ESPN. And we got a picture of the outside of the ESPN building and a nice close-up view of the smashed window. Uh, what do you think was on Stephen A. Smith's floor that attracted attracted this turkey vulture um shiny quarter or something no i suspect that Stephen a smith keeps a very clean office at jermail tweeted later apparently the turkey vulture lived which good hey there are well there are those people you know people get thrown through their windshield and like drunk driving accidents and uh you know sometimes that's uh you're told that's the that's why they lived you know it's like the seatbelt would have killed him in some cases. Sure. Again, not, he was so drunk that he was so relaxed. Yeah, when... not advisable. But um, Mike, you know I'm sympathetic to the plight of turkey vultures. Yeah, he he made a video and he said that uh, it was it happened because the the turkey uh, loved him. It wasn't an attack. It was it was because the bird missed him. Now, Skip, you know I love birds. I was I expected I assumed but, he would describe what happened as preposterous, but but when a scavenger comes crashing through my window, no more. That's where it ends for me, Skip. He loved it. <clears throat> uh, next, I have titled this "Dog Whistle." This is a tweet from Matt Winkleman. It's, uh, it says, the Rival Scout quote on Odubo Herrera in the SI preview has my blood boiling, and I'm going to read it for you right now. Oh, so what they were doing was just like a blind, they they just had a scout who was doing, like, didn't put his name on any of it, and they were just asking him random questions. It was like, oh, the scout's not named, so he'll say, the scout's uncensored, you know? Scout's uncensored. Turns out, SI got exactly what they wanted. Scout's, <laughs> scout's raw. So it says, name the guy or guys on this team, the Phillies. They were talking about. Yep. Name the guy or guy on this team that you would never want in your clubhouse. The scout says, Herrera, I'm an old school, guy, old school guy who likes guys who run balls out and run off the field and run on the field and are focused on playing the game the right way. He's the antithesis of Brett Gardner. Brett he's like, Gardner. He's like a clown. From what I understand it, it was a controversial signing internally because none of their baseball people could stomach him. But Matt Klentak liked him because he's a likable goofball kid. So they ended up putting the cash in his pocket. And what they've gotten out of it is a fucking dog who's hurt them more than helped them. First, from me, as a Phillies fan, uh, fucking hard disagree. He's He had a not great season last year, but the season before, he was borderline all-star, and he was quite good. He was a Rule 5 draft pick for the Phillies, so like, it's not like they this guy's not a star. You know, I was I uh, on Saturday. I wanted to ask. Uh, I wanted to ask Dave uh, Staunch, but I because I remember how um, obsessed he was uh, ten years ago with how the Phillies did it the right way. 
through uh, uh, through with their farm system in the Rule Five draft. I wonder how he feels about the current lineup, which betrays all those values. Uh, when you have a homegrown team, it's really easy to say those things. But as soon as you don't have a homegrown team, it's really easy to forget. You know, winning is so fun, yep. and like, who fucking cares? As we saw, there was no coded language in the way that that scout called Herrera a fucking dog. Pretty irresponsible to not have a guy sign their name after saying something like that. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it, 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 it's all very coded, especially when you compare when when you compare him to a, a coach's son style white player like uh, Brett Gardner. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! The the fact that yeah, we have to compare the Hispanic uh, black player to Brett Gardner, a guy do it the lunch pail kind of guy, a, you know, a, a guy who went bald at fourteen. Good lord! Who ju- who, who's just at, who just tries as hard as he can? Brett Gardner's a fucking cop. He's a fucking cop. I don't actually know anything about Brett Gardner. I know that I I know the sort of like he he's that sort of like uh that he he's that sort of example but i i can't say that he's that sort of guy i don't actually know anything about him brett gardner might be quite nice staying in baseball from lindsay adler brendan At- I, I gotta tell you all i want to talk about is baseball great it's the it's the first week um or i guess yeah uh, no we're still in the first seven days of baseball i'm not going to be more excited about this season at any point than i am right now we uh we have a lot of baseball and I was specifically up- mets and phillies related content today I was up until uh, 1.30 this morning uh, watching uh, 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 A's Angels, or rather, uh, uh, Mariner's Angels. Hell's Angels. You know, uh, you know unrelated. What know what I'm saying? Uh, so we have this well, from... Hell, I'm watching the Mets right now. At Lindsay Adler said, MLB awards a cheap championship belt every year to the club that most successfully kept player salaries down in arbitration. And the quote reads as follows, The belt changes changes hands shortly after season's end in a crowded conference room at a a luxury resort where delegates from MLB teams have been summoned for a symposium on arbitration. For three three hours, they will work together at the direction of the league to set recommendations, which teams will use to negotiate in negotiations with their players. It's a thankless job. So before the meeting adjourns, they'll celebrate an unsung hero in the battle over dollars. The ceremony ends with the presentation of a replica championship belt awarded by the league to the team that did did the most to achieve the goals set by the industry. In other words, the team that did the most to keep salaries down in arbitration. Not what you want to hear. It's not, not a good endorsement for the league. I I think baseball's I I think that they really kind of lucked out with this free agency because everybody's fucking scared to go to free agency now. So every star player is just signing whatever deal com- comes to them. And some of them are pretty good deals. Some of them, yeah. Like, like Verlander got market rate. That was a good yeah. contract. And so did DeGrom. But DeGrom has also got like a bunch of uh, player options on his thing. And stuff. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's um the Braves kid. Yeah, no, uh, De- DeGrom has... Ooh, Acuna. Let me see if I can remember DeGrom. It's, it's, I know it's five years, 137 and a half Does million. it start after next year? Is he playing out his contract normally this year? You don't know. That I'm not That's sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I, okay. I, I assume it kicks in at the end of the year. Um, or actually, I don't know. I, or at least I would, I would hope there was some sort of bonus on there, because I think he was still making basically nothing. Um, or, or whatever, maybe uh, if there was arbitration. I don't remember. doesn't matter. Probably had a signing bonus. Yeah. I, uh, it's a five-year deal, and I think there is a team option for a sixth, and he, he has an opt-out after four. His own opt-out? Yes. Okay. Which... I, I mean, he got a good contract. I think 
is right before the next CBA. Uh, but I, so what I think what they did to Acuna, not did, he signed an eight-year, $100 million contract. He's, I believe, 19 or 20. He might be a little older than that, but I think he's 19 or 20. And Good, uh, um, hmm. he signed for a lot of money, but he's also he also gave the Braves, I believe, a lot of power. And I think he's losing a couple years of free agency. I don't know. I think that that's one of those deals I would have signed. If you can just give me $100 million, fine. And, like, if I – so he'll become a free agent at what? 28 instead of 26 like who cares i would have i i would have pushed for a longer deal or a shorter deal i would if i'm i would have pushed to um like give me as much money as you can for the next like well well i I think the way that this works is everybody gets something he gets locked up for making money in the teens during his like early and arbitration years and then he is on the braves for an extra year or two at that I, I rate. guess I don't know. I, I uh, that's a, that's that kid's going to be twenty five million dollars. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, but for that reason, I think players peak around you know uh, I guess what twenty six would you say is uh, for for players who start early like him. Uh, yeah, nineteen year olds if they're going to come. Yeah, I have no problem. I mean he's Harper. 20. Uh, Harper is. Uh, is I think 20- Harper's big MVP season he was twenty four. Yeah, um, but he's twenty. You know, got a three. A three hundred and thirty million dollar deal at twenty six. My boy, uh, he, is he twenty six? <coughs> Harper, yeah, I think so. But he was a twenty fifteen Harper MVP age twenty six. So I guess he's twenty three when he won MVP. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Most people aren't though. <laughs> Most people never win an MVP. That's true. Yeah, when you put it that way. You should be happy for whatever you get. Yeah, so they discussed this briefly before the show that if you offered Brendan and I or I um, any amount of money for almost literally anything, we would just take it. Yeah, we. I was thinking of the those like, would you? How your, much is, would you is, to is, do this? Kind of questions the kids had in high school. It was like, how much money would you need to suck a dick? And everybody like five hundred thousand dollars. Now I'm like an adult, and like if there's if there's ten grand in cash on the table. I don't want to say I'd suck a dick, but like I'm doing some thinking. I probably would say no to ten grand, but like, I mean, if there's more money behind that ten grand, they could probably find a price. Uh, oof. I mean, ten grand solves pretty much all my problems. <laughs> it, uh, 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 it it gets me out of basically all debt. I already feel like a tightening around my heart with like the moral just like pain and putting myself through even thinking about this. That's a secure- so like I still think it's a no for me then. Look, that's uh, I I I could get health insurance with that. That's a security deposit on uh, on on a, on, a, on an apartment. It's a down payment on a goddamn car. You want to get a car? You know I don't want a car. So put a down payment on a fucking uh subway car. Yeah, you imagine having your own one of those babies? Just hitch to the back of the G, and you hop in, and you're like, this is Mike's car. I, the pretty ladies, you can come in, but if, you dudes, fucking hoof it. If I could afford a parking garage, though? Ten grand ain't parking garage money, unfortunately. I mean, for a little while, but parking garages are pretty goddamn expensive. No, parking garage is expensive. Ten grand is not going to get you much of anything parking. Marlins have 15 hits tonight. Are they losing still? They're down 6-5 right now. All right, we're going to stay with the uh, baseball theme. We're watching the Mets Marlins game right now. I've got it on SNY. 
Can, Ma- the, can the Mets hold on? At New York Post underscore Mets tweets out, Mickey Calloway was among the Mets contingent that went to the Secret Service training facility yesterday. Calloway says he participated in a simulation and shot the bad guy in the head after he refused to drop his gun in a movie theater. Because in a diehard situation, we both know that Mickey Calloway is going to be the one to bail everybody out. And, and uh, it's... Who, who in baseball, off the top of your head, do you trust the most with your life? Gun in his hand, who from baseball do you want... Taking the shot. Taking the shot. That first question. Second question, who would you least want? Least. Gotta say... Puig, I, too erratic. Is his just based on his playing style? Too erratic. I don't want him controlling the gun, but he does have that cannon. He can really. I, I think that. I think Puig could come through in the clutch there. Yeah. All right, so maybe not Puig. I'm talking myself out of Puig. I want I want an ace behind the trigger. I want I want Roy Holiday, and I don't care if he's dead. Good luck. I want Roy. Give me a second to think about this. Give me Noah Syndergaard. Why not? I don't give a shit. Uh, but I, I do want... It's got to be a front line, top 10, top 15. Give me a fucking ace. I you don't... know, I, I'm going to go ahead and say... Uh, um, I follow Pete Alonzo on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram now. And he follows like 80 different gun accounts. So you want Pete? Yeah, he also follow, he follows Greta Van Fleet on both Twitter and Instagram. Okay, but otherwise he follows exclusively other baseball, <laughs> uh, exclusively other baseball players and uh, gun manufacturers. So you want Pete? You want someone so with Pete experience? So I know at the, if nothing else, he's aware of guns. All right, I'm going to use the, gonna... the information I've gleaned from yours and that idea, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to parse it with mine where I want an ace. And I'm going to say I want Trevor Bauer. I was going to say I don't want Trevor Bauer because I think deep down he's a coward. And uh, if he if he successfully did kill the bad guy with a gun, he would never shut up about it. And we'd have to live with that forever. Imagine imagine the Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, went to Harvard style. Um, uh, people feel they need to mention this every time at every single Indians game. Where you just go, you know, Trevor Bauer uh, uh, killed an active shooter. Brick killed a guy. It doesn't charm <laughs> me this time. I'm going to laugh about it every fucking week. Did yeah. I do it last week or two weeks I, ago? I don't remember. I think it was two weeks it ago. It might have been two weeks ago. But the point <laughs> is, you, uh, you, you stepped on what could have been a pretty good uh, riff about Trevor Bauer killing an active shooter. And I want Joe you, Buck in the World want, Series. And I want you to think about. All right, we're going to move on to show, the next. We got the show got so worse much because other... you wanted to do some anti anti comedy anchorman. So in our next, and now all my very good Trevor Bauer material that is actually uh, based in any kind of like you know research. I'm actually having a great time. Uh, I, is this like a normal thing for executives to do, by the way, to just like, Hey, we're having active shooter training. We're going to go play paintball. Um, I, I think paintball would be more fun than active shooter training, but what do I know? No, whatever they're doing here in a like instructional sense, 
this seems like it kicks ass. They're playing hostage situation. This seems like a lot of fun. Mickey Calloway got to shoot a guy in the head. And was a hero. Well, you didn't actually shoot a guy. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that. I don't want that on my conscience. But, like, playing basically what amounts to paintball or blam blam. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. By the way, I just want to mention that um, at the at, at a fundraiser dinner tonight, uh, Trump said that wind farms, uh, quote, they say the noise causes cancer. God, that's the worst kind of cancer, too. The decibel can- cancer? Fucking, oh, so it's, shitty. Listen, I don't, I don't need to tell you that the president has, his brain is completely liquefied. Dementia. But saying that the noise causes cancer is very funny. Turn two. He, he is genuinely, he's got to be the funniest president we've ever had. And it's its 80% unintentional, but like it's not all unintentional. And it's its funny. He's, the way, and even as a liberal, I recognize like the way he pisses off oh, much ca- more Brandon's annoying. calling himself a liberal now. Much more annoying liberals. Um, the way he pisses them off to like this, sir, uh, also very funny. It's he's the funniest president. It's a that's a full stop. I don't even, he's funny. I horrible, hate him, probably a criminal, but funny, probably. Well, he didn't do that Russia thing, Mike. Well, Brendan, Brendan's calling himself a liberal now. Brendan's a pod save America guy. I, I wouldn't call myself like a liberal, liberal. What I want, Mike is uh, sanity back in politics. That's what I want. Both sides, two sides, you know, of the same coin. So we need to come together. That's what I want. I want unity, baby. What do you want? Just ready to die, I think. <laughs> Just ready to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I've got everything that I've, I've got everything that I need and now I'm done. The Over the Top Sports Radio Show. Yeah. On Facebook, one of these new Facebook groups I've followed. Um, tweeted two side by side GIFs, one of Connor McGregor, hashtag McGregor, and the other of Rob Gronkowski, hashtag Gronk. It says, which athlete returns from retirement first? And it received one like. How you feel about that post? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Is that content that people crave on Facebook? I voted, by the way. It was uh, 80-20, Connor. Turns out if Connor can just get out of the fucking rape charges, he might fight again. Good Lord, everything is awful. Yeah, it's not good. It's like the... um... Well, Rob Gronkowski's never playing again. No. uh, He's got too much to lose at this point. I think he was... While he is, I think, profoundly dumb, I think he was uh, wise enough to realize, uh, I don't need this shit, I'm rich. Yeah, his body was giving out on him. He was, yeah, I mean, I I think when he looked at how just destroyed he was physically at 29, uh, I think uh, I think he I think he made the right call. I think he absolutely made the right call. They I, from what I understand, uh Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, maybe it was somebody else, but that's the way I understand it. It was those two, the big heavy hitters in the Patriots uh organization. Like, talked him into playing at all this year. He was going to retire last year. Well. And he should have. He did not have a great season. But they won another title. Yeah, so I guess you can't really say. out of it. He made the catch that was basically the only exciting play of the entire game. 
Um, he's the best tight end that ever played. Yeah, and it's not even close. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have the numbers that like a, a seventeen year, twenty year player like Gates or Gonzalez has, but he was just so much better than those two. Yep. And they're those two are fucking awesome, but he yeah he was by some margin the best tight end. Rob Rob Gronkowski and I would not be friends under any circumstance, but I'll tell you he's the, he's the best to ever do it. I wish him nothing but the worst in his personal life from this point forward. I hated him as a professional. Well, he finally gets to spend his uh his his contract money. You remember that whole thing? I'm going to do a ton of advertisements, and I'm never going to touch my contract money oh, until yeah, I retire. Yeah, it's the Jay Leno approach. Yeah. So now he gets to touch all that money. Now he's going to he's, he's mega loaded now. Hundreds of millions of dollars, I'd bet. Like a hundred million dollars, wow. I bet. It's more than I'll ever see. Uh, I should have read this earlier, but we have a tweet from this man, Mar- Marshall Marshall Mathers. Uh, I actually think this might have come from you in the Discord. Um, it says, Dear AAF, please entertain this thought regarding the AAF Iron AAF Express game. Allowing players to actually fight would be key to the league's success. Like hockey, I would watch every game, even though there's no Detroit team yet. Don't blow it. Sincerely, Marshall. Too late. Too late. He tweeted that on March 25th. I I think this league folded up, what, yesterday? On April Fool's Day? Yep. Uh, or, or thereabout. And uh, you know what? Uh, too late. Uh, maybe he was on something. Could that have fixed it all? I don't know. Did they they didn't focus on any of the social aspects that they focus on in the NFL with the AAF, right? It was just pure sport. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, I called this next verified and last verified media post Ken Griffey's Ion, where uh Tim Beckham Disciple, Joe whatever something or other, I'm, I'm not giving his at. Um, he tweeted out a picture, what's next for Zion? Coloring his jersey. And he colored in a Seattle Mariners jersey. <laughs> yeah, I I I I think I was pretty drunk when I sent this to you. I love the ter- I, I love how fucking it's he he actually looks pretty good in that and jersey. It was fun. Uh, it was just very funny. It, it's just a guy who just what, what's next for Zion and just Seattle Mariners. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's it's simple, but you know what? It's good. Right. Mets are on pace to win 130 games. Well, the Phillies are on pace to win 162, so eat that. If they're still winning. Yes, they are. It's the top of the eighth. Baby. I'm I'm mad at the Braves for eating shit so bad. Those first three games. I asked Mike, uh, just kind of like basically, he, well, he said after the Phillies finished the sweep of the Braves that uh, he was just like the Phillies are light years ahead of the Braves now, and which is wild because the Braves have all those young players, but Braves they didn't won, buy Braves anything. Won, Braves won 90 games last year or something, right? I think they won 90. They, well, they know. brought in, uh, I mean, Josh Donaldson. But yeah, but he's he hasn't hit in three years. He hasn't like seriously. Yeah, hit he's in three not. Years. He's not really. It's but you know, it's it. It feels like a big name addition, but you know, not not on current output. Braves won 90 games last year. You are correct. And uh, now Mike seems to think that uh, not our Mike, different Mike seems to think that the Braves are going to fall in the. May fall in the seventy-eight to eighty-four win kind of total, which would be incredibly disappointing, and uh, a pretty big thumb in the eye for them not wanting to spend big, big money. Yeah, and I, I, I guess well, the, that's the trouble. So often is when you have like a good young core, and you just go, well, they're just going to keep getting better forever. 
but uh, uh, no. Once you got three pieces in place, go fucking spend. Go yeah. wild. Yes, you have to. And if you're you're just lying to your fan base, and um, and, and again to other Mike's credit, he was well. Also to other Mike's credit, I forgot he brought up that Sophie Turner tweet to me last week, and he, he said I stole his opinions. I read the text message. I did not steal his opinions. He was much happier about the tweet, uh, quicker than I was though. <laughs> but uh, no, I did not steal his opinions. But he did bring it up to me, and it was. It really was one of my favorite tweets uh, from the run of our show. So thank you, Mike. I'm sorry I forgot to mention your name. There you but, go. Um, to his credit, he said he was taking on all comers in the like fantasy. Or I'm sorry, in the uh, Atlanta Braves subreddit and like on Twitter and stuff. I don't know if he goes on Twitter, but uh, so good on him. Doesn't help him any, but uh, at least he has the moral high ground now, which is really all I ever want. I did what I was supposed to do. We don't believe you, cause we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you. You ain't a killing off good young nigga move. When we get hungry, we eat the same fucking food, the ramen noodle. This simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable, the pull of juju. All right, we're gonna do Athletes Online. All right, we got our second Noah Syndergaard uh, story in a row, two consecutive shows. When Noah Syndergaard went to Syracuse last week after complaining about it, he was waiting on the tarback, and he decided to do a uh, Ask Me Anything on Twitter. Yeah, this was, uh, uh, he, he was having a great time. When asked if you had to have a beer with Mr. Met or Mike Francesa, who would you, who you got, is how he was asked it. And I think that the the joke here is that Noah Syndergaard hates both of these people. I'd say yes, it is a joke of a hatred with Mr. Met. They have like a fake rivalry. It is presumably a genuine hatred of Mike Francesa. Of Mike Francesa. Uh, if you had to grab a beer with Mr. Matt or Mike Francesa, who you got? Trade me was the response. I I got I my, Mike Francesa sucks, but is simultaneously a national treasure. God bless anybody who's giving him ten bucks a month. Like what brainworms? Eight ninety nine. I mean, plus tax. I'm thinking about it, dude. I'm going to get on the app. It'd be funny. For a month? Yeah, I'll write it all. It's a work expense. It's a work it's for, expense. It's for the podcast. No, um, no everyone everyone can talk as much shit about Francesa as they want, and like listening to him for four hours a day feels like a form of self-harm, but uh, everyone's going to miss him when he's gone. Him, uh, his, like, w- like because, yeah, Funhouse has been uh, posting a bunch of classic Francesa clips, and the day the his show when Frank Robinson died, that's it's so funny. I have that clip. You have the clip. All right, this clip's a minute long. I'm gonna pop to like the thirty or forty second mark. Well, I think the beginning of it is the Stan Lee one. Oh, well, that's good too. Then yeah. Eddie and Hoboken, what's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's happening? Hey, Mike. Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee. Yeah, Stan Lee. You I don't know who he Stan is. Lee? Don't know who he is now. Jesus. Who is he? <laughs> Jesus. Good. Who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not a comic book guy. Is that, what, is that who he is, Stan Lee? The he guy created who, Spider-Man. That was his oh, big thing. created name. Spider-Man? Sorry. I never was a comic book reader as a kid. I apologize. Never. You know, if you do this, what, what we've done here all these years, uh, and you do it 
on a daily basis, uh, you have to be flexible. You have to know that sometimes you're walking down a hall at 10 to 3, and whatever you were going to do stops and changes. And that happened today when I was walking down a hall at 10 to 3, and I heard Frank Robinson died, because that means you open a show with Frank Robinson dying. Uh, Frank Robinson was, whether you liked uh, him or not, and I couldn't stand him, but... Uh, I, whether you liked him or not, and I fucking didn't. I did not. I love it. Look, it, you, yeah, say what you want about Franzesa. It, when, when, when he's not around to laugh at anymore, you're going to be upset. Yeah, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to play this other one, too. Do you, do you imagine if that was your child in there? You're going to have people who are going to say, wait a second, I'm worried about the gorilla? <laughs> when your kid's in there, basically, maybe seconds from having his head crushed. <laughs> we live in a world now where you are going to be more concerned with the gorilla than you are the little boy. How, where, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> They're thinking about him. He fell into a, an area where he's in there with a gorilla. <laughs> who is dragging him around the habitat and you're telling me you're worried about the gorilla's welfare? What is wrong with you? Before you say anything, I want to just give everybody a chance to listen now. He says gorilla. I the was, first I time. was going to say gorilla. That was the first thing I was going to say was gorilla. Here we go. Can you imagine if that was your child in there? You're going to have people who are going to say, wait a second, I'm worried about the gorilla? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Oh. oh, what the fuck? Oh, okay. So the next Noah Syndergaard tweet, he was asked, do you like Blues Traveler? To which he responded, get help. Also good. Uh, he also commented on, it's uh, an SNY tweet. It says, Mike Francesa had thoughts on Noah Syndergaard sounding off on Jacob deGrom's contract. Noah Syndergaard said, I'm, hi, I'm here for the comments. Which, by the way, uh, we don't retire anything anymore. That was like an early show thing. I'd like to retire. I'm just here for the comments. I don't, I don't need people to comment that anymore. No, it's, it's needless. Well, Syndergaard, he's not that funny. It, it is funny him, but he... Funny four. It fit, fits and starts. He's yeah, funny but, four. But definitely funny four. Funny four, yeah. a baseball player. Yeah. At Joven Buha, I don't know if I'm saying that right at all, uh, tweeted out, Patrick Ble- tweeted out, Patrick Beverly on the Clippers uh, winning 11 of the last 12 games. Quote, we on some shit. Good stuff. Fuck yeah, we on some shit. Um, how do you feel about this Kristaps thing? What? What was that voice? Me? Yeah. We on some shit, that? I don't even know. I would. I was out of out of my own body. You're just uh, you're doing the uh the the Robert Downey Jr. Tropic Thunder voice. We on some shit. Yeah, I, I honestly Cause, couldn't cause, even tell you how I said it. I was barely paying attention to what was coming uh, out of my mouth. Because that's how we all talk, huh? <laughs> We on some shit. We on some shit, boy. That's it. There's my. There it is. I'm canceled now. All right. I'm gonna go. Well, it it was always. It was only a matter of time until one of us got canceled. Uh, that's me. I'm canceled. Next man up. Whoever wants Brendan's job, text me. Did it ring? This isn't going out live. Uh, live to tape. If it did, though. How do you feel about this Kristaps Porzingis trade? Um, better now. Do you think that if they actually, like, lie of omission, should they have the option to reverse the trade? Absolutely not. <laughs> Is that the Homer side of you? Um, or do you just, in general, think they should live with it? All sales final. Um, no, uh, I, I think uh, I think the Knicks got hosed, 
and um, I think uh, this is why, probably. And I think uh, uh, I, I I think this is just um, th- this could this could happen to anybody, and uh, unfortunately, it's happened to the Mavericks, and you hate to see it. Hate to call it penance as well for the shitty way they acted over the years. Well, all right. I, I also don't want to uh, uh, before we get too deep into. Um, uh, uh, making fun of the Mavericks for being stuck with this situation. Obviously, I don't want to make light of the allegations in any way. Well, the the Knicks made light of it. Well, the Knicks, the, the whole thing, they seem to be corresponding with the woman briefly through email, who also bizarrely said that, like, she was just looking for compensation from him personally, but didn't want to take this to the police because she's a Knicks fan. And I, I, I don't know. I it was it was also supposedly like the, the the day that he tore his ACL. Not that that would prevent him from doing anything criminal, in this regard. Yeah, I don't. The, well, that was I think that I did show more replies on this. Um, I don't remember, but there was definitely some comments I read that was just like opening shot case. He tore his ACL. Like couldn't have done it. Like really kind of depends He's a massive man I really don't know You can walk with a torn ACL Andy couldn't Didn't he also break something Andy? Yeah he also had a broken bone I I don't have any show more replies So like the general uh, Bleacher Report Oh yeah I have no interest in what Bleacher Report But that was it That was he tore his ACL Are you telling me that he raped somebody that night the next day? Look, That's exactly what we're talking. I don't. Uh, I don't know what happened. I hope the investigation is taken seriously. However, um, no, the the Knicks, uh, the Knicks owe the Mavericks nothing. Well, we got a tweet from the official Kristaps Porzingis account from April twenty sixth, two thousand fifteen. It says, "My idol is Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba." So there you go. There you have that. Without comment. Not gonna. Our next I, athlete I, online. I'm now not, we're gonna move away from the rape not story. T- not touching that one. Um, you sent this to me. It is uh, a tweet from at Yankee Gunner. Willie Ann. It is uh, yeah the official uh, Chelsea's. Go ahead, uh, you do it. Uh, uh, Willie Ann, uh Chelsea's uh, Brazilian winger. Uh, the other day, uh, Chelsea were playing Cardiff, and. Uh, uh, Chelsea scored a wild, uh, uh, wildly offside goal to level uh, with Cardiff and then got a late winner. Uh, Cardiff manager uh, Neil Warnock threw a, a, a quiet fit where he just went out and stood like 15 feet from the referees with his hands on the back of his head and just stared at them. I like that. Just silently for a long time. I don't I don't know that he ever said a word. How to bad him. was the call? Uh, Azpilicueta scored... Uh, he was a good, I mean, when you look at the, re- obviously everything, when you look at the replay, it's easier to see it, but, um, he's, he's a good several feet offside. It's, it's very clear. And there's no review process for those, right? There will be next year. For, uh, Premier League? Yes. Or for the, across? Uh, no, the, the other, other countries have it already and it's, they have it in the Champions League. Okay. Yeah. Bizarrely, so you know. So like, what do they do when the whistle's called? They, they just play. It. If like an off, if, if a guy is whistled offside, like he obviously, what is he still going to take the shot? And the goalie's still going to defend the shot? I think in that case, the 
um, the referees will be or the linesmen will be told to keep their flag down until after until after. Okay, yeah, that actually makes the most sense. But you know they had uh, VAR in the FA Cup, but they only had it at the uh, at Premier League uh, teams uh, stadiums. And the FA Cup is across uh, like all divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Swansea got beat uh, because of an offside goal, but because they're down in the championship, they didn't have VAR in their stadium. If it were happening at the Etihad in Manchester, you would they would have That's been able how you to say review that? it. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm, I'm banking that one forever. <laughs> Etihad. Yeah. Cool. It's a, the, so the, the air. It's a, the airline lost on some shit. So they yeah any in any case um William tweeted out a picture believe until the end come on Chelsea and the picture is of Neil Warnock staring down the officials just openly gloating about the fact that the that they got it wrong but what what's more interesting than that you know guess sort of funny that the official Premier League account retweeted that and I don't know I maybe the person running it is a Chelsea fan Maybe they just really didn't pay attention to what they were looking at. It'd be like the NBA retweeting like Kevin Durant going off on the refs the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, yeah my bad. I have this next athlete online is maybe should have been a verified media, but who knows? Um is the actual breakdown of DeGrom's contract. Yep. It's by uh it's by a guy who's making the story face. With his son. His son is also making the soy face. Uh, oh, so DeGrom has all sorts of uh, deferments in his contract that will kick in, uh, should he choose them, that will kick in when Bobby Bonilla's contract is over. So the, the Mets are going to go right from one deferred contract to the next. He can get $12 million of his 20, 20 salary deferred, 13 and a half in 2021, 15 and 22. 12 and 23, 15 and 24. So he's giving the Mets a lot of flexibility. Because mm-hmm. he, be, uh, he could be a 30, probably $30 million pitcher one year and an $18 million pitcher the next and a $14 million pitcher the next. That's a lot of flexibility for the team. Yeah. So they're just going to play uh, luxury tax. Uh, it sounds, I guess the ground wouldn't have put it in there if he wasn't into the idea. So I'd be super into that idea too, actually. Yeah, I should have brought that up earlier. I forgot that was in the rundown. But now we know. He's got all sorts of... that's. Uh, the team friendly thing I was talking about was that he's got he's got the deferments, and someone said that yes, Jacob Degrom will receive his first deferred payment the same year, twenty thirty five, that Bobby Bonilla will receive his last from the Mets. But once again, Bobby Bonilla's uh, uh, structured contract did um, indirectly lead to the Mets drafting David Wright. So was it all bad? No. And it's the Mets. They can pay this guy a million dollars. The the person who really made out the best in that is Bobby Bonilla because they, uh, I think they kept his money in escrow or in like a market account, and it grew. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe they just had like compound interest. I don't fucking remember how they did it. Smart investment. But like he made millions more. Yeah, and again, by I've mentioned this before, but people just go like, "Oh, the Mets are so stupid. They're paying this guy a million dollars a year." Um, the the Mets paid. Uh, AJ Ramos like nine million dollars last year, and that's way dumber. The Mets are paying Yunus Cespedes like in the twenty million dollar, like like twenty five million dollars ish. 
they signed him to when they signed Cespedes, they didn't need to pay him what they paid him. They nope. just gave him like a lot of money for him per year and not that many years, which is why they did it. Um but uh but here's what they uh what they did do instead of just letting him get surgery at the beginning of last year, uh they decided to try to uh rehab him, rushed him back for the subway series for no reason and then he was slightly more injured and now he's still not playing. So if that is somehow a better use of money than paying Bobby Bonilla $1.1 million every July 1st or whatever it is. It's not. It's not. No, they fucked that up. They fucked that up bad. The way that the Cespedes situation was handled last season was a disaster. It was a complete travesty and um, and should be judged way more harshly than defer- deferring all Bobby Bonilla's money over the course yeah. of several decades. That's some, that's some Sixers rookie garbage. Like yeah. that's that's bad, badly done. Yes, Sixers. Zaire Smith lost fifty pounds because he ate something he was allergic to. Like that's the Sixers' luck. He lost fifty pounds in the offseason. He almost died. Imagine if the having si- a Sixers first round pick die is the logical end of this. Like, it has t- to be. Taken to that's a, how the curse yeah, has got to be taken resolved. to this logical extreme of their first round pick has to die. Yeah, it's just first-round pick after first-round pick doesn't play. Who's the last first-round pick to die well, since oh, Len Bias? I think that's it. We're due. We're so due. Jay Williams got in that motorcycle accident and never and, and never uh, played for the Bulls, or maybe he did a bit eventually, but... The uh, the Sixers have, a, I believe, half a percent chance to, to draft uh, number one overall. Uh, because they have the Sacramento pick, but only if Sacramento picks first. Anything else, it's Boston's. Which suck it. It's gonna be like sixteen. Fuck you, Boston. The the Lakers are gonna pick first. <laughs> book book no. it. Book no. it. No. The the Lakers are winning the lottery. <sighs> I I'm not ready to even no, I'm not entertaining that. Yeah, noted. Definitely noted. I'm not entertaining that. Because uh, I, I can't wrap my head around that shit. The Lakers are going to... An off-season of Zion and LeBron talk. Fuck you. The The Lakers are going to uh, pick number one, and the Knicks are going to pick seventh somehow. The worst the Knicks can pick is four? If they don't get a top three pick, aren't they just the first one next, First one left? No. They, um, they I can't remember. It's something like a 52% chance of a top four pick or something. Every time I go to Tankathon and every time I hit Sim Draft matter first, and matter. every time I hit it, the, the first time, every time, the Knicks pick five. Tankathon. We're going to do one right now. Click. Here we go, baby. Would you like to simulate the NBA draft? Three. I'm going to click it three times. Once. Twice. This is our draft. First pick Atlanta. Then Cleveland. Then New York. Third. Not so bad. John Morant. Yeah. Uh, actually. Oh boy. I clicked it one more time and the Lakers picked first. I'm telling you, dude. They have a 2% chance of the number one overall. They being the Lakers. And a uh, 9.4% chance at a top four pick. Uh, I can't believe that the second time I clicked it, it was the Lakers. And then Dallas. All right, we're done on Tankathon. The next tweet is from the aforementioned John Morant, who's, who tweeted out, uh, he was, played for Murray State. You may have seen him in the March Madness tournament. That mad, mad, madness. Yeah, that's what it's called. That mad, mad, madness. 
Um, a lot of dudes can do this dunk, but not many females can dunk. Especially the dunks she did. You probably can't even do them. Stop hating on female hoopers. Not really the best written tweet, but like, the sentiment is there. Good job. Go defend the ladies. I That's like right. Exactly. They don't really need your defense, but like, they could use bigger paychecks no, they, and more, yeah, more uh, they spotlight. Should, they should get defended by the, the men's players as much as possible. By the way, please look at Jason Vargas. He looks yeah, he looks like, incredibly eighth grade. Jason Vargas looks like a man on the brink of emotional collapse, and uh, that makes sense. I'm getting, I'm, I'm like getting Johnny Damon vibes. Looking at him, there's, uh, uh, there's some from. There are times where he looks like a really sad Ian McShane. <laughs> well, yeah, Ian McShane like thirty years ago. Yeah, there's it's not all the time, but there's certain facial expressions he'll make, or they'll catch him from certain angles, and it'll look like a very a downtrodden Ian McShane. All right, we got one segment left in the show, and it is the segment that everyone loves and talks about all the time. But do you remember what it is? It's the one we get dozens of emails about it. And it's like I can't believe you found this. Oh my god, you did such a good job. We should give you money. Those kind of things. What's what's I'm making the international hand gesture for money. What's the next segment? What's what's the only one left? I want you to say it. Do you know it? I'm trying to think of a segment that he only ever did once. My head is cocked sideways. I don't think he knows it. I don't. Let's show more replies. Oh god. The cigar, the Philly blunt. Lick the blunt and then the Philly blunt middle you split. Don't have a razor blade, use your fucking fingertips. Crack the bag and then you pour the whole bag in. Spread the ism around until the ism reach each end. Take your finger and your thumb from tip to tip. Roll it in the motion, then the top piece should lick. Seal it, dry it with your lighter if you got to. The results, mm, proper. All right, first, in response to Boston banning a fan for the rest of the season because he... Drop the N-word, right? I think so. Uh, we yeah, had on, fa- on Facebook, this guy named Jake said, softest athletes I've ever heard of. And just like people responded, like, people, nobody wants to hear this. Part part of this, the part of your contract is you have to be okay with being racially abused. Everyone knows this. Um, Wait, because Jeremy uh, combats your direct point. Uh, have you ever heard to what the players say to each other? It's pretty nasty stuff, Michael. I'll have you know. This is like apply this logic to like verbally assaulting like an Applebee's waiter, and would it be okay under the guise of they're getting paid? Under the guise of like you should hear the way the waitresses speak to each other. Yeah, can I? Am I allowed to racially abuse this guy at Chili's because he's on the clock? Is that okay? And if not, how much do you need to be making where it's okay for me to call you the N-word? Oh, that is an interesting. Where's the line? Where's that money line where a- like, ask, you cannot complain? Ask him. I'm not on Facebook. I'm on a Google Doc. I'll, uh, I'll get into it. Yeah. On Facebook, though, I have to. See, like, nobody can t- I gotta, like, make my Facebook burner look a little more believable so I can what, engage with people. What 
how much money do you need to make that it will excuse me being racist? I I don't feel I was thinking of an answer for myself. Um but I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that question. I don't think I don't really deal with much racism, so it was rhetorical. I know, but I'm you'd really like to think of where like somebody would draw the line. Like if you're making three hundred thousand dollars a year, can somebody say whatever the fuck they want to you? I don't know. Interesting. Um, Bob says there are Trumpers in Beantown, and so many people just love to jump in and tell you what color Massachusetts voted in the last election. Everybody, uh, no, it's a Democrat town. Would you believe that? It doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's literally 100% of people in Massachusetts voted for Hillary Clinton. Everyone knows this. Um, Much as they did in uh, New York, and no one, uh, not Michael Cohen or Rudy Giuliani or any other notable people who live in New York, none of them voted for Donald Trump, of course. Is that true? Blue or red? Uh, we have this it's, blue or red. Which, which blue or blue? Look at look at the map. Look at that Kid Rock shirt that you can buy on KidRock.com, where it says uh, where the red states are all highlighted as the United States, we're all America, and then all the blue states are called Dumb Fuckistan. Oh boy, I found it immediately. Yeah, I just had to Google Chris Rock shirt, uh, Kid Rock, Chris Rock shirt, Chris Rock shirt. Yeah, dumb fuckistan. There's really not very many dumb fuckistan countries. Well, as you see, we are in dumb fuckistan. Yeah. And that includes all the people that live here, such as, again, Michael Cohen and Rudy Giuliani and uh, um, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Um, uh, The entirety of Bay Ridge, um, all the... Uh, all the cops, um, oh that congressman in Staten Island who threatened to throw that reporter off that balcony, uh, all of them voted for Hillary Clinton, of course, we know. Props to Rand Paul's neighbor, by the way. Yeah, Rand I Paul- mean, it's late, but, like, good job breaking his ribs. Yeah. Really fucked him up. We didn't have a podcast Look, when that happened. That we would have definitely That guy is probably rich if he lives next to Rand Paul, and um, I, uh, I think he, it cost him, like, Eight hundred thousand dollars or something in damages for turning Rand Paul's ribs to dust, but like, I think he did the right thing. I think he did the right thing too. What did? Uh, what could they possibly have been so mad about? I, I was, we got to keep going. It, We're it at was, hour ten. It was libertarian nonsense. It was over like uh, it was over. It was about property lines. I think it was uh, like uh, they were like clearing brush and throwing it on his property. That is that is yeah, just an old. Old person thing. We're, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. we got to finish this fucking show. Yeah. Rafa Nieves. Nieves. Uh, at MLB underscore agent tweeted out, this is the worst week of the year for minor league players. They're assigned to their affiliates and must find housing where they need to come up with the first month security deposit and other things while they haven't gotten a single paycheck since September 2018. We have at Belmo Cards. Real shitty account. So I'm giving his ad handle. It's called, it's called, quote, budgeting. They've also had... How many months off since September to do other work? This guy wants minor league baseball players to have other jobs and budget their $11,000 a year. Mm-hmm. To spread it out all year and be able to get a apartment in Syracuse or something. I got involved in this one. You did. 
And I told this guy that I was going to dump a spray all over his cards. He's a card collector. And then he blocked me. No response. I laughed so hard at, I'm going to dump card spray all over your cards, bud. <laughs> Brendan told me about this guy on the bus to Philadelphia, and I just went, what's his hat handle? <laughs> and I immediately replied with that, and then I immediately got blocked. And I'm checking, too. I'm just go like clicking on view tweet activity, and I see that I have a profile click. I'm like, I got him. And then he blocked me right away. Uh, somebody responded to to this guy and said, since February or early March, they have they have been playing baseball but have not been getting paid. I guess because they're not playing games but haven't been getting paid. And then this guy still responds, it's called budgeting. This would also be the first guy to yell at you if you didn't hustle to first base. Um, and if you pulled a guy before his milestone home run because his card would be worth slightly less. Um, they got one week off in September, then reported to Instructional League where they don't get paid. This guy contends that they got six grand this year. I said eleven. Neither's much. But did you know that major, uh, minor league baseball teams have host families, where like a minor league baseball player will stay with the family? Yeah, like an exchange student. Uh, uh, that I'm speechless. Like, what the fuck is that? You can't. Why should that be necessary for a professional baseball player? How is this like just part of the culture? Capitalism it's, fucking rules. It's not really good enough, is it? It's really bad. They have to have a, a, a host family in a sport that uh, had, what, $10 billion in revenue last year? Unbelievable. Host family. Yeah, this woman from the San Jose Giants said that like they've gotten very lucky with their minor league baseball players. Uh, I just want to read this one reply to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid resting three games before the playoffs. Just this one. An I forgot about it, and I lost money gambling. An absolute disgrace. Don't know whom I'm more pissed at, the Sixers or Embiid. This is the pussification of the modern NBA player. Embiid is never going to lose his reputation as someone who can play. Who? Yeah, he said that wrong. As someone who can play an NBA season without constantly getting injured, injured can't win awards on the bench. And this guy, Brian Lynn, responded to him, responded to him root for someone else, please. And I agree. As a Sixers fan, bye. Yeah, um, don't need you. Our wholesome tweet this week is a bunch of dudes standing at a urinal in Manu Ginobili jerseys pissing. All in different Ginobili jerseys, Every too. single one of different there's Manu different, Ginobili yeah, jerseys. There's, there's one, two, different three, Spurs four. ones. There's different... Argent- Seven men. Different Argentina ones. They just love them. And, uh, and you know what? They should. This guy uh, at Ari Sports who said, hashtag Gracias Manu. And it's really funny to see these seven dudes all pissing at the same time in Manujino. I drag myself. So I drag myself down to a, a Nets Spurs game in torrential rains, and um, and Kawhi Leonard didn't play, and Manu didn't play. Yeah, that was disappointing. That's we, my we were big, both that's that my game. that's my big story. Uh, our big story is the close of the show. That's that's what's coming at you next. That's right. No dismal tide. So what I've done this week is write down everything we have to say in our outro. So I'm not going to forget shit. I'm definitely not going to say that Wade Jams is on Spotify anymore because he's not. He's on SoundCloud. And I say Spotify like half the time. I catch it. I know you don't. Nope. Uh, follow the Dismal Tide playlist on Spotify. That one's on Spotify. It's good. You'll like it. Uh, that man over there is Mega Clang. I'm Patton Brending. Our phone number is 505-398-5020. Give us a ring. Drop us a line. The email is dismaltide69 at gmail, or is it the dismaltide? Is there a the at the beginning of our email? Try both. Send one to both. 
Dismal Tide 69. I don't think there's a the in it. Okay. Look. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem very on a, brand for you a, to put a the in there. A lot of um, uh, Gmails are taken. Turns out. Dismal Tide 69 at gmail.com. Shoot us a line. Tweet at us. Call us. Call me personally on my, my cell phone number. Um, that number is... Well, I was leaving in her. All the goddamn money it dumped. Money and the drugs. It's just goddamn beyond everything. What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, Rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. Yeah. It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing. Yeah. I blame society. Society's to blame. I claim society. Let's play a hostile game inside my diary. I hide my pride in shame and I blame society. Society. I'm